Welcome everybody. Welcome back to your favorite show. This is the Large Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Kirai. We are down a man again. Uh, Daryl might be joining us. We don't know. He's out right now. Um, shout out to Quarantine Life. Um, but we, we've got three of us today. Um, we've got our main man, the Groundhog King, former Groundhog King. What's up, pal? How you doing? Dang, bro. Kind of. Oh, I'm a little upset. You didn't. You didn't call me by my nickname. I was kind of getting used to it. Oh, bald beauty. Okay. I mean, if you want, I, I mean, I, I figured we, we, we change it up a bit, you know, every so often. I respect that. What's up, everybody. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right. All right. And here comes the original host. Of the Large Guys podcast, it is your boy Kyle Esteban. You know, you know what it is. You know how it is. And all right, take it away, JQ. Short intro. Awesome. All right, so we we got a couple things for y'all today. We're gonna start off with um, probably the most current thing in sports, the NFL draft. Uh, I think we can also talk a little bit about free agency since we haven't had a chance to do that either. There's actually some stuff going on today. I think Jameis Winston signing with the Saints. The Saints. Um, and they're Yay! also planning, yeah, they're also planning to extend uh, Taysom Hill's contract as well. So I guess they're Athlete. rocking with three quarterbacks. Um, wow. But um, yeah, so the draft finished yesterday. How do, how do you guys feel? How, how about them boys? Uh, how, how do you guys, go. are you guys confident in, uh, in what you guys did? You guys drafted, I think, three receivers? Just one. <laughs> Yeah, one of them was a corner. A couple of uh, all around. we got a left. We got a left tackle and a center. Yeah, so we 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 drafted a center, defensive tackle, defensive end, cornerbacks, and then our last pick was a QB. Oh, who'd you get? The most important pick is the receiver, CD Lamb. And so that was kind of shocking because, you know, I think everyone was projecting him to be drafted uh early on and he wasn't he was like the third receiver to be drafted he was yeah really projected to be the the best receiver in the draft but judy and what's rugs yeah rugs were were drafted before him and so the cowboys didn't even have him on any of their boards because they didn't think that he'd fall all the way to 17 but that's huge huge yeah, you guys are stacked now because Gallup was on the come up last year. Obviously, you got Coop. Yeah, Gallup had a thousand over a thousand last year. I Dang, think. Man. Him and Amari. So, and we'll see. So basically, Cowboys Nation, if you're listening up, it's gonna be another season where <laughs> of all the star players, they kill it on the stats, they kill it on the fantasy sheets. But the record's gonna be seven and nine till we die. <laughs> you already know, Cowboys Nation. You heard it here first. Seven and nine, twenty 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 one. Anymore. I'm usually um, the hopeful Cowboy fan. Yeah, me and Power are always on the opposite sides of the uh, Cowboys spectrum because I already know what's gonna happen. But and he also already know what's gonna happen. Except he just fully believes that um, what's gonna happen can be a uh, you know, reversed, but it never does. And I'm just glad the last two, three years of my life as a Cowboys fan, I 
haven't invested much negative energy because I already know the outcome. And when you're constantly disappointed and when you're someone like me who came to America in the early 2000s, um, you don't care about the Cowboys Super Bowl history in the 90s. I don't care about that. I wasn't there. I was in the Philippines. All, all I've witnessed. I didn't know what football was. Yeah, all I've witnessed here in America is the Cowboys being mediocre for the last 17 years of my American life, and I don't think it's going to change. So it'll be fun. The Cowboys will always be a hot topic. They're always going to be talked about. We're always going to be America's team, but we're always going to be labeled as delusional. And I agree with that because I'd be looking at Twitter and things like that, and I'm like, wow, these Cowboys fans are really hopeful. They're hopeful for a new season and a new beginning. But it doesn't matter. I've seen it all. We've had the talent. We've had the personnel. It ain't ever going to happen. So that's probably going to be my only take for this uh, draft. Well, well um, Cowboys Nation, um, just to end on a better note, on a hopeful note, our receiving core is stacked now with C.D. Lamb. And we have arguably the best quarterback in the league. If you're watching YouTube, you're seeing me hold up a Dak Prescott calendar here. And you better believe that he is the number one quarterback in the league. Wow, that's a terrible take. And I'm usually <laughs> the awful. guy and I'm usually the guy that, you know, pulls off the heel characters. But true. Um, true. having Dak as your number one quarterback, <laughs> um, I don't even know where you could um how you could recover from that one. Exactly. But, um, I think I think our show just lost all credibility. Soon or soon to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's I mean that's that's a fact, yeah. Probably. So, wow. Anyways, um back to the draft. We also our second pick was a uh, cornerback, cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, Stephon brother. Diggs' brother. Yeah, so oh, it's is it brother or cousin? Brother, and brother. Okay. Yeah. yeah so he wrote a little letter before the draft. Since, since Stephon is a productive pro, it'll be. I think. I mean, how far can his brother like fall from that? Hopefully yeah. not. And yeah, he's speak, a Bama kid. And um, speaking of the the draft, um, I personally know absolutely nothing about the nfl draft that just happened the last two days i don't care about drafts even if three days <laughs> yeah see that, i mean it don't matter drafts don't matter to me but y'all could you know have at it and talk about you know it, who but... got drafted first though right no <laughs> yes yes i do isn't it joe burrow yeah, yeah. come on man you gotta know at least who's the number two though who's the number two pick chase young Chase Who's Young to the, to the skins. He's, yeah, they oh, say he's the best overall player in the he, draft. Yeah. What, what does he play? Defensive, Defensive end. He's like edge, okay. edge rusher. They said he's, he's better than which Bosa, Joey Bosa, the one that yeah. went to Ohio State. They said he's better than him when he was a, a rookie. He's a wow. Player. I don't know. If, if All right. Player. Looks like the Redskins will um, lead the league in sacks and losses. <laughs> Shout out to Wendell. Shout out to Wendell. And Shout his, uh, dude, it's so funny. I, I, I texted Wendell. I was like, congrats, because obviously it's a big deal to get Chase Young. He texted me. That that was um the night of the draft, so Thursday night. I texted him, congrats. He texted me back Saturday, Saturday morning. He's like, sorry, bro. I slept for the whole day. I slept through the first two days of the draft, <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> um, I think at some point we'll have Wendell on the show. We'll, we'll talk a little Redskins and I don't know. What else is he? 
He's a Wizards fan. Wizards fan. Oh god. Oh well, they won. He was a he's a Nats fan in the Nationals. Nats. There one. you go. I don't know if he follows hockey. Wait, how do you how did you forget that, JQ? You you forgot that the Nationals. Beat oh, I mean, the whole COVID thing made me forget about anything that happened in baseball, and I think the public also forgot what's been going on. <laughs> but make no mistake, once all of this goes back to normal, everyone's gonna start tweeting about the Astros again. So, you know, we're 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 just uh. We're just enjoying the few months where uh, nobody's talking <laughs> trash about our organization. But anyway, moving on before we go down a rabbit hole, um, just a couple things. So it's crazy. Like uh, they were talking about how it's the most watched NFL draft. Uh, apparently, 15 million people watched night one of the first round, and then night two was rounds two and three. Eight million people watched, and then it probably like decreased a lot the third day, but. A lot of people were into it. Um, one thing, I don't know if you guys seen it on Twitter, but like, I'd say like every other draft pick, one of their stats was like somebody dying yeah. or like it was some kind of redemption story. And I understand like, like you know, they want to portray these guys as like people who will never quit. You know, they have adversity in their life, but they've worked through it. You know, brother died, father died, didn't go to, you jail. know, third aunt died something like that mom mom was a crack addict at six yeah there yeah 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 like ridic that, yeah. ridiculous details that don't um relate to any type of athletic ability whatsoever right right and it's funny because like there was i mean everybody tweeted about it so some of these draft picks were um quote tweeting it and saying oh you know like i don't mind this like the one about his mom being on crack um mm -hmm. he was like oh yeah i don't mind people knowing that because you know, they need to know that my mom and my family got through that and whatever, whatever. And obviously, like, I'm sure before they put the, this, I hope, before they displayed this on live television, like... They had a dry run. Yeah, they, they pretty much screened every draft pick. That's a lot, first of all. That's a lot. I don't know. I think ESPN just pulls the trigger no matter what. Yeah, so, like, yeah, the only reason why I would, like, be unsure is because literally, like, hundreds of guys that they would have had to talk to about this and oh. or yeah. maybe they just knew who it was going to be that's why it's it's rigged maybe maybe it's true too but how do you feel about that because i think it got ridiculous at some point i was like wow i mean you could literally pick like all, basically everybody you know there's a high chance that you've lost somebody by the time you're in college that you've lost somebody either a friend or a family member so like, it's, you know, like, I how do you feel about that? It's unnecessary to put that there. Let them speak about it when they have the chance, if they get drafted. Yeah. You know, like we did, I think when Dak got drafted, we didn't know that his mom was going through, what, cancer. Mm -hmm. But we all found out when he started playing in the league. So I think you just let that like story play out. Let the players tell their own story and instead of just putting it like a, it's a freaking stat. Yeah. A statistic. Oh yeah, God. it's like it's like forty yard dash. They ran a four or five, and then under that stat, father passed away when he was ten years old or something like that. It's like it's ridiculous, and it sucks because like it became so over the top that like it became a, a running joke on Twitter, and like yeah. obviously that wasn't the point. Probably that's that yeah, that's disrespectful, especially to yeah. those people. <clears throat> yeah, you don't want to make light of people's struggles, but mm -hmm. um. Yeah, no, I think that, see, it'd be different 
if their goal was to inspire people. Yeah. But I don't see it that way. I just think that, I don't know, it's not even just about the draft. This is a whole, um, this is just media in general and how they portray um, young African-American athletes or just young African-Americans in general yeah. or not even young, young or old. And so I think that as far as um, it relates to the draft, um, you should only include details that relate to the NFL or football because um, some of those things are unnecessary and that's those are private matters that some athletes should just deal with like on their own they don't need any extra baggages um, by you know the public knowing these certain um, issues and whatnot so I don't know because I mean because if that were the case maybe there could have been some statistics on some of the uh, non-African-American players. And I don't think there is any odd um, details were there for any of the draft picks that weren't African-American. I mean, yeah, it, it was, there were <laughs> so I'm many. Pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure there could be some, uh, you know, suspicious, uh, suspicious details that can be added to those things or, you know, that's not normal. But they only chose to do that on certain types of players and, I don't know. I don't think I think or I think that it's doing more damage than good in my opinion. Yeah, or maybe but the, uh, but then there's also going to be a crowd, you know, that's going to be less uh, empathetic and understanding. They're going to be like, dude, who cares? It's just one simple detail. So it's not going to ruin their lives and things like that. But yeah. I don't know. I I personally if it was me, um I would if I got drafted, I would only want um, details relating to my skills. Yeah, like I don't I want I don't want stats saying like, you know, Kyle had a, had had a brother when he was fifteen. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> only when you're fifteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I guess. Maybe ESPN is thinking, hey, hey, let's make these guys more relatable. But again, it's like, why don't we accent accentuate the positives? Like, that's not going to get me excited about the prospect of, you know, this guy joining my favorite team. Yeah. You know, like, I, I want to see or I want to hear about what he can do on the field. Yeah. Like, not to say that I don't care about, like, their pers like them personally, because obviously... You know, if somebody has a bad track record and they have, like, uh, yeah. you know, like, a, just a bad history and, you know, question, they have done questionable things, then, yeah, obviously that's cause for concern. But the whole family member or friend died or stuff like that, it's like that is, like, on such a – it's, like, so far removed from anything related to – Football. To football or sport and and for us as fans too yeah because like, we don't need like we don't that. need to know that unless like you said those guys you know share it for themselves yeah choosing yeah. to be public Let about scout, it i'm sure the scouts already have that on lockdown they they've probably done all yeah. their research what kind of person is he like what yeah. upbringing does he have i'm sure they like actually look into all of that of course yeah of course i don't know maybe maybe not because um 
uh, the Patriots, they they looked into a lot of stuff on that player they signed, and uh, they were completely wrong about that player. Imagine if um that player's um <laughs> if that player had their little draft stats on the board. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Father beat them at a young age. Mom abandoned them. Goodness yeah, gracious. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd he'd have a whole laundry list of of stuff. But again, I mean, it got, that goes to show that like, I mean, all of that happened, even the stuff he went through in college in Florida, he he had like multiple things that he did and Nobody yeah, it. it should have been on the stats. Uh, beat up guy at a nightclub just because. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think uh, for me personally, um, I didn't know much about the Texans draft picks besides um, the first guy we drafted. He was a, I think he's a D tackle from TCU. Yeah. So I, I know he's pretty good. Everybody else. I don't know, but on on Twitter, most people praised um, O'Brien for for doing a pretty good job filling needs. Um, so I don't have much to comment on that. But what I, I will say is that regardless of how good he did or he could have done in this draft, there's n- there's nothing he can do except win a Super Bowl to be forgiven for what he did about a month ago there's 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 absolutely there's absolutely nothing he could do except win a super bowl to be forgiven for that because i i'm looking at it and i see arizona was like their fifth pick in the draft and they picked up isaiah simmons one of the best prospects and i'm thinking like that that should have been our pick like that should have been the minimum that we, or I guess the maximum, but that should have been what we demanded for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't, you know, it's it's been a long time since that whole. Uh, I I still remember where I was. I was at work, and then y'all started texting me about it, and then I had to see for I I didn't I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe first that Hopkins got traded, and then when I saw he got traded, I was like, okay, well, hopefully we got something. And then, <laughs> and then minutes later, minutes later, it's like uh, he just has belief in the rest of your team, bro. That's that's it. That's why he's like, we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, basically, like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> the DeAndre Hopkins um, leaving or getting traded out of Houston and Houston not getting anything out of it is payback for. Um, Houston receiving James Harden and giving away nothing. So I guess for hey, Kevin Martin was not nothing. I mean, he only played two seasons for them, but he wasn't nothing. Nah, not not nothing compared to Harden. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Shout out to Kmart. Shout out to that weird um, shot form. That's true. That's Wait, true. For Houston, it's definitely not like a rebuilding year for you guys, right? No. It, yeah. It. it it's, yeah, it shouldn't be now. But again, you lose arguably the, the best receiver, if not at least top three receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, listen to the people we have now. We have Will Fuller, who who has a lot of potential even now, but has yet to even play more than, I think, four games consecutively in his career. We have Kenny Stills, who is probably the healthiest of our receivers in terms of like past track record, but again, he's he's nothing more than a good slot receiver. 
And, and then we have Brandon Cooks, who is also in the same boat of like he averages probably two concussions. I was going to say that he won't catch a concussion. Yeah, he he's he's bound to get he's a concussion. Good. And yeah, he like that's a, that's a lot of potential. That's a lot of speed. So like I'm thinking, wow, like sky's the limit in terms of like you can get creative with your screens, you know, with with different like um, patterns that you do, but like how many times during the season will all three of those guys be on the field at the same time? And then don't get me started on our running backs because I think we kept Duke Johnson, who I lost you know, Carlos Hyde, right? Yeah, we lost Carlos Hyde. Um, who was a better fantasy player? Yeah. Um, well, unless you're PPR, because Duke Johnson caught a lot. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I think Duke Johnson, I don't know if we kept him or not, but I know for sure we have Lamar Miller, who's coming off a season-ending injury last year. And then David Johnson, who also hasn't been healthy for the last, what, three seasons. Like, and on top of that, you know, there's always the risk of Watson getting hurt because even now, he's still one of the most sacked quarterbacks yeah. in the last two years. Yeah, did the uh, Texans not improve their O-line? They got we got Laramie Tunsil, but that's just what, like, so we, we have our left tackle. Y'all, but... y'all had him last year in the playoffs, didn't y'all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all, exactly. y'all don't need more than one Pro Bowl O-line. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because they, they were just yeah, running just, stunts on the opposite line, side. Like, they, they would just overload the opposite side of the line. And we had no chance. But, I mean. We'll see. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, it don't even matter because... There's really no favorite to for this upcoming season on who's winning at That's all. That's true. Probably and I mean, also no, no. I say, I say, yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs are probably the, and and the Buccaneers. Chiefs and Bucks. Yeah, Tampa kind of. They Tampa like up, Tampa bro. is stacked with all the people that they picked like up, they traded for or or picked up and they had a good draft. So yeah, they're stacked. I think the the biggest question is the Patriots because they didn't sign yeah. a, a quarterback. Why? the pats draft the quarterback apparently they um they really they were impressed enough with jared stidham uh i believe he's the guy that played he started at baylor and then transferred to auburn or maybe vice versa one of those um but he played at both those places he was tom brady's backup last year it's going to be his second season apparently they have enough confidence i think they're they're just waiting for Trevor Lawrence next year. That's my theory. Maybe. And, I mean, that's not, like, if you're going to trade one bad year in order to get, you know, possibly the next greatest quarterback, you know. I think everybody really think T-Law is that good? I think, well, I mean, I don't know. It's it's weird because you guys remember Jake Fromm yeah. from Georgia? No love. He He's a fifth-round draft pick this year, but when he was a rookie, everyone said he was the next, like, Andrew Luck type. And he fell out, like, but I think Trevor Lawrence is back-to-back, uh, back-to-back titles, right? I think national championships, he's won twice now. You mean Dabo? He's, he's what, he's like 6'6", 6'6", 6'5". He's crazy. He got sunshine. Um, and then, what's yeah. his name? Jalen Hurts to Philadelphia. They're just, ex- they're, they're probably just expecting uh, Carson Wentz to get hurt. possibly get hurt again. Yeah. And no, then also, I saw that the Eagles are trying to do a two 
quarterback option. Yeah, they're trying to do a Taysom Hill. And I think that's why the Saints was like, yo, let's get Jameis and we could have a three quarterback option. Just like how they did last year. With, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, with Teddy. Up? Teddy. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they had Drew. He got, he got paid. Right. So. And then also, big storyline with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. They they basically drafted what, what could be his replacement in like mm-hmm. two years. That makes sense. I mean, A Rodge is kind of. He's getting old. And all it's ultimately... crazy because they, they didn't draft a single receiver, and this was the deepest receiving yeah, that's, class that's, like, that's in odd. the last five, ten years. And like at least get him one weapon. You can still you can yeah. still get like they, they should, got they... they drafted the quarterback uh, Julian Love in the first round, but there was still at least five six really good receivers in that second third round, and they was, chose not shocking. to do it. Yeah. yeah, because the Packers last year really missed Devontae Adams when he mm-hmm. missed After a ton hurt. of games, which also hurt my fantasy squad. But I think. They should have gotten a Raj another weapon to probably in the opposite side of Devontae Adams, unless they're really um, hoping that um, Geronimo Allison becomes an elite receiver. True, or what's his name? Valdez, Valdez, Scantle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Isn't our our Sega white side there too? They have a bunch of um, hyphen names. Yeah, but they. Packers, I mean, they still got a solid offense. They probably should have stepped up their defense too, though. Yeah, I think I think their defense was a little questionable yeah. last year. I Honestly, really yeah, looking at it now, as far as um, a personnel standpoint, the Cowboys did do a decent job of just kind of setting yeah, up the so next too. guy to get prepared. So, but I think the Cowboys. Um, the center that they drafted, he might already play ASAP, right? Maybe. Apparently. I mean, who was uh, T. Fred's back backup? Uh, Joe. Oh, wait. Looney. oh, Looney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevon? He... <laughs> no. he, he is a backup center. He um, um he didn't do bad when Frederick was out, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to miss him. But this kid's from Wisconsin, so. Yeah, same college I heard. But, I mean, do we want to cover any other um, draft topics besides our personal teams? Because we only covered about four teams in this topic. Cincinnati. Joe Burrow. He's getting A.J. Green back. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You're right. You're right. And Joe Joe Mixon had a good year. Mm-hmm. Joe I don't Mixon think, did. Yeah, I think solid. they're – I don't think it's going to be, like, terrible. Like, Cleveland Browns terrible. Uh, did Andy Dalton go anywhere? Not As far as I know, he hasn't found a home yet. Wait, is he a free agent? I, well, actually, I think they're looking to trade him, if anything. Uh, they should just keep Andy. Honestly, Andy yeah, Dalton honestly, wasn't even bad last year. Yeah, I'd oh. say, yeah, keep him as your backup, just, just in case. You never know. Maybe, I guess, they were tired of just waiting for him to finally... Andy Dalton, he's basically like Derek Carr, man. Derek Carr, I don't know. Maybe the Las Vegas Raiders will have a comeback uh, too. <laughs> but I don't know. They drafted one of the better that. receivers in the draft. They got Judy or Ruggs, one of them? Um, I think Ruggs. Yes. Yeah. 
So who are like the top five must-watch rookies for the upcoming season or from this draft? Burrow, Tua. Tua. Oh yeah, Chase where did uh, where did Tua go? Tua's Miami. Miami. Miami had a good draft. Um, those three. So Burrow, Tua. Wow, Tua and, uh, going to Miami only to be and replaced. Chase Young. Only to be replaced by Fitzmagic. <laughs> Um, Isaiah Simmons, who went to Arizona, he's like a, he's listed as a linebacker, but apparently he can play in the secondary as well. Oh my goodness. Um, Arizona, does Arizona still have, uh, Chandler Jones? Yep. They have Chandler Jones. They still have, uh, Patrick Peterson. Okay. Zona, Cliff, Cliff might have a squad. They've got, they've got a squad for sure. And then their offense is sick. They still got Fitz? Yes. Yeah. So Fitz, Kirk, and and D-Hop. And your number three is Christian Kirk. Yes. Dude, honestly, the Cardinals might have a better season than everybody. And the running back blew up yet last year. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Ken- Kenyon Drake. Yeah. yeah. No, he... well, Kenyon Drake was with Miami, though. Before... No, no, the other, the other running back behind Kenyon Drake. Or... Yeah, yeah, there's another one. There was another one. That was good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he ended up getting hurt, too. Yeah. <sighs> I forgot his I think his last name. Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. Chase there Edmonds. You go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Edmonds, because I mean, that fool got picked up in everyone's fans. Yeah, and then two weeks later like, he got yo, hurt. What is this? <laughs> yeah, for real. For They're real. They're gonna be good. Hopefully, I mean, I like uh, uh what's his name? QB? Uh, not Allen. He's he's from Allen. Uh, Kyler. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kyler Murray. Yeah, me too. But, he's my guy. Oh, you baby. I think. Yeah, so that means C.D. Lamb played with him, right? Yeah. He and he with, played with Baker, too. Baker, C.D. Lamb did. Oh, all right. Baker, Kyler, and... And then Jalen. He, he played with three, two Heisman, and then Jalen was a runner-up. Dang, maybe he's the guy that the Cowboys just need. We'll see. Last time the Cowboys drafted a receiver that went to, this, went to a school in Oklahoma... He didn't catch it. <laughs> so that wouldn't matter most, at least. Yeah. Or he, it, it would have been a catch, but. It's all right. It's a different Oklahoma school. will be. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's, it's the superior school. I think CD is also one of the top players to watch. Yeah, for sure. Especially, especially being with the Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. And the fact that he'll he's gonna be one on one. Because Cooper and Gallup are gonna attract a lot of attention, Indeed. he's gonna he's gonna look. CD is gonna have a lot of good looks. It's exciting. We'll see. Yeah, yeah hopefully. I mean, I don't even know if we'll get to see an NFL season. That's uh, that's what I was. true too. Who knows? If there's one thing COVID can't stop though, it's probably probably the NFL. Oh no, man! I don't know. It seems like stuff. a pretty big <laughs> thing. But um, do we still want to talk about more draft? There should be a no. Let's uh, let's let's um, transition into yeah. Hold on, some though. more some more last dance review. I think we took like thirty minutes on that. Yeah, topic. it's funny. It's funny. We talked about we spent about thirty minutes talking about the draft, and I don't think people got anything out of that because I don't think so either. <laughs> we, I don't think there, so either. There's nothing. Nothing that was said in that 30 minutes. And we covered five teams mostly. It sucks yeah. that, that Daryl isn't here because the, the fans could have had six teams instead of Because <laughs> we would have covered the Bears. He wouldn't have spoken about Chicago. He, he just doesn't. He doesn't that's like true. It. That's true. 
Uh, but yeah, so so moving on. So speaking of Daryl and Chicago, obviously the Last Dance episodes one and two came out. We have three and four tonight. Um, so uh, we were texting about it in the, in the group chat. Obviously, like just chills for for the most part. But uh, what what I want to focus on is uh, the the Scotty Pippen stuff. How, how do you feel about that? And like, do you think? Do you think he was justified in, in what he did? People are saying maybe Michael could have done more to back up his boy. Like, what do y'all think about that? Hey, that's all Scotty. Um, I think he was the one that signed that pretty bad deal. So um, that's on him for doing that. But I don't blame him because if I was offered that amount of money, I'd probably do it too for someone like me because, you know, I don't have a million dollars. But as far as... Um, waiting till after the summer to get his injury treated. Hey, I, it's that's his call. I mean, at that point, they've won back-to-back championships. So, I get five. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, really risk, risk um, a lot of things just so um, I could rush back and play. Um, Jordan said he was wrong, but Jordan's crazy. I. If I was Pippen, I I would have definitely I would have done what Pippen did. I wouldn't have played because yeah, you gotta dude, come on. Without Pippen, there ain't no titles either. So plain and simple. It's true. And it ultimately like... I think Pippen was ahead of the curve. Yeah. He should always um think about himself first because these businesses yeah. and owners don't don't care about you. That's how it is. That's life. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. It seems like that's really what the only thing he could do was hold back his his surgery and just pretty much protest in that way. Just because players now, when they want something, they typically get it. Yeah, hold on, like, yeah. it's about like um, believing your players or the NBA being you know the the players have power to their own destiny. And you know, I think that's you like what you said. Scotty was definitely ahead of his times, but. Maybe he just didn't care about winning that much anymore, but Jordan did. So that's why he right. wanted him to get his surgery and play. And well, I mean, I'm sure too that like if if the whole news about the the Bulls organization wanting to to basically start over and get you know a whole different staff and and younger players, I mean, if if they had committed to Jordan and 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 Phil Jackson and the rest of them. Then Scotty probably would have had like much more incentive to to get that surgery done because basically like right after that championship um, in '97, they like like weeks after was when they started talking about the whole rebuild and I it's crazy because think about it like if you think about it the Spurs could have been in the same exact um, obviously they would have kept Pop. But, like, the Spurs could have done the same thing, right? Because they had already had their, what, like, fifth championship by the time they won with Kawhi. Like, they also could have done, you know, they, they could have also technically committed to, like, a, a reboot because Ginobili was... Remember when Ginobili, like, got that standing ovation and then came back the next year because people thought he was going to retire? Like, he was on the outs. I mean, Tony Parker ended up leaving... And then Tim retired a few years later. Like they could have done the same thing, but they committed. So like, why couldn't the Bulls have like why? Well, obviously we know why because of their general manager. 
it was all politics. But at the same time, it's like, literally, you just, like, they talked about how the Bulls were, like, they were trash before Jordan got there. And, like, it's, it's so disrespectful, in my opinion, for them. Even with the politics, like, like the owners could have just vetoed anything that the general manager said. But, like, even the, the, the majority owner was, like, going along with it. And it's like, bro, like, that's the guy that just made you, not just Jordan, but their whole team made you millions and, mil- like, millions of dollars. And yeah. then that's how you're going to... No, I, I get it from everyone's standpoint because if they did give Scotty the max, that would, you know, in, not even the max. Even if they just pay Scotty like a, you know, a huge amount of money, it'd be a gamble because you don't know how much Jordan has left in the tank. And also for those other guys, because I see it, um, I see that situation. I mean, it's not really close to what it was um, comparing to the Mavs after 2011. But I get um, Jerry Krause's perspective because that's kind of the, that's like the perspective Mark Cuban had after the 11 title because all the, all those guys, you know, they, they wanted money because they just won a title. But are you really going to give uh, Sean Marion money, Jason Terry, Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd, all them old dudes? A bunch of money just because they won a title i mean i would have loved for that 11 team to run it back but i'm paying those guys money they're getting all of that minimum max. not even tyson chandler i feel like tyson chandler was the one guy they i i thought they should have paid him yeah i feel like see, if I'm anyone iffy. had i mean like see, tyson but, chandler had the best argument to get paid yeah t, uh, like tyson did have the best argument but if you did see how whatever um money new york paid him they only probably yeah, got yeah, yeah. a year or two worth from from that contract yeah. because after that, I mean, he ended up going back to the Mavs because, you know, he wasn't that solid anymore. And yeah, so, and then, and, you know, I love Tyson Chandler, but it wasn't like he was going to go to another team and really, really impact that team. He's a, I mean, he's kind of just player. like Draymond Green. I mean, yeah. Tyson was huge and the Mavs title run, but he's like Draymond. You put him alone with no superstars on another team, he's just like any other dude. He but there's well with the, the system. Yeah, but there's guys yeah. who just play better, and they work more efficient when they're surrounded with ty- different types of players. So going back to the Scotty thing, um, yeah, I would kind of be hesitant to kind of sign a guy that age to a specific amount of money because I don't think it'd be worth it. So they were both right. I mean, I don't think I would have paid Scotty that much money. And Scotty was right for not playing because he didn't get, get that money. And yeah. so um, I think both perspectives were, um, you know, validated. But as a – but if you have Jordan, you're going to run it back. <laughs> like, I think if you still have Michael Jordan, which was the whole, you know – premise of it all like you shouldn't lose hope like you shouldn't blow it up as long as you have michael jordan and and i don't think there's any reason to get rid of phil jackson besides the fact that kraus didn't like him yeah that one was stupid he was like whether you win a title or not it's over that's kind of dumb yeah that's that's the worst thing because if i mean if phil didn't get fired would he have eventually gone to la 
I mean, we could talk about Phil Jackson another time. I also think yeah. Phil Jackson's overrated. Yeah, you heard it here first. Phil Jackson is not the greatest coach of all time. It's going to be Popovich, then Pat Riley. You heard it here first. I, I, don't, I don't really disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. Phil we, Jackson we, was basically he's like Steve Kerr. He ain't going. Steve Kerr ain't going to win no more titles on a scrub team. They're all overrated. I hate these guys. Oh my gosh. Here comes the heel turn. Oh no. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. Kerr, yeah, I agree with that. Both overrated. I agree with that. Yeah. It's not a super terrible yeah. take, but right. Yeah, and so I guess one more thing to comment on the last dance stuff before we move on. Uh, you talked about Draymond Green. And um, speaking of Draymond Green, um, there's been some, his name's being brought up more in terms of the documentary because they're going to be talking about Dennis Rodman, I think, tonight. Um, he, he's going to get a feature in, in one of the episodes. And something I saw on Twitter, um, people were saying, oh, you know, like, don't even you know, disrespect why, 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 Rodman right like that. Yeah, yeah, right. no, like somebody, somebody tweeted and they were like, oh, like, why, why is this even a big deal? Like, I understand Worm was good, but... Um, you know, he needed, like, they were just saying that like, he's basically like Draymond to where he, he just does all the dirty work, but, like, you can find guys that do the dirty work. And luckily that guy that disrespected Rodman got, like, a bunch of replies saying that, like, well, Rodman was an all-star before he even got to Chicago. He's literally one of the greatest rebounders of all time, like, statistically at least. Dude, no, Rodman was like, unreal. Yeah, like, Rodman, Rodman could play on his own. I think it's harder to find years where he averaged less than 11 rebounds than finding the years where he averaged 11 rebounds or more because during his peak, this dude was grabbing like 14, 15 boards for like five seasons. These scrubs yeah. with these takes probably have never played a game of basketball ever in their life. Oh, of course they don't not. know how hard it is to rebound a yeah. ball. Well, no, I think that's what they're kind of – that's – that's the argument people are making for the Draymond camp. That, like, dude, no, like, Draymond was... No, golly, I can't even believe... See, even prior to... Finally, there's been light shedded that Draymond's sorry because I said this on Twitter about two, three seasons ago. I was like, yeah, Draymond is literally... It's probably worse than Lance Stevenson if he wasn't <laughs> on the freaking Warriors. I mean, I'm being, you know. I mean, look, look what happened heel. this year. Obviously, they lost Steph and Clay, but like I mean, they Draymond, honestly, Draymond but, looks so average. Like, like yeah, and it's crazy because I also saw on Twitter that like Draymond was saying that like oh, more people need to respect the three of us. He's talking about him, Steph, and Clay. Yeah, I saw because, that. I because we 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 rev we revolutionized basketball, and everybody was like, hold was up, so hold funny. up. I was we? Who is this we? Both on both threads, because that um, headline with the picture was posted on Twitter and Instagram. And on yeah. both threads, I clicked, and people are just roasting on Draymond. Yeah, and I'm dying. So bad. And I'm so happy that I could finally be proven right. Because somebody on Twitter, they tagged somebody to attack me. First of all, another person saw my tweet about Draymond, so they tagged another person because I'm pretty sure they thought that that other person was a Draymond stan. And when I when he saw that tweet, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to entertain this because you're not going to change my mind about how sorry Draymond is. And mm -hmm. I've probably been on the record before that Draymond's solid. And he is a solid player, but he ain't, he ain't nothing special. Like He, he should have never been an all-star, I can tell you that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He, never. He was never. literally just – that's Draymond getting an all-star nod because of Clay. 
and stuff is worse than um, when Josh Howard from the Mavs, he made it to the All-Star game in 2007, averaging 18 points because that's how GOAT Dirk is. Like the Mavericks, who only had one solid star, had six, was projected to have 67 wins. And so Josh Howard, they're like, well, we can't have the number one seed only have one All-Star. And that's pretty much how it is with Draymond. Like, yeah. dude, I could, I mean, I could get eight, eight assists or nine assists a game if five of those um, assists are just coming from literally just tossing the ball to Clay and stuff as they and run on catch straight. and shoot. And they're yeah. like, literally, they're guarded, like tight D, and they just still catch and shoot. And, yeah, and God. I'm just glad that, you know, Draymond's overratedness is being shed light on and i mean i never really it wasn't this much i didn't have this much hostility against draymond until like the last two or three seasons because he just he'd be talking to where he no the most annoying is when he wants to put himself up next to charles barkley thinking that barkley i don't even want to get started on that so um i don't want to waste any more time talking about draymond because he's irrelevant and you know, worthless as far as a player. Um, this this is all just also in this podcast. Everything negative that I talk about a human being is based on their character and entertainment. I don't know these people, um, these people as um, human beings, so I'm not judging them based on that. I'm judging these people based on their characters that I see on my television, and that's how you should judge me also based on yeah. my character in this podcast. And video. Okay. So you're pretty much allowing people to hate you. Yes, no, feel free. I, I support all haters. And if you're listening to me and you're a hater, I already won. <laughs> Kyle Esteban, undefeated. You should get a shirt like that. Hey, well, I do have an undefeated shirt, but it doesn't say undefeated. It's just the undefeated brand. <laughs> ah, there you go. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I, I think there's obviously we're going to get a lot more stuff from the jordan doc um oh but but we we spent way too much time on draymond but i want to shed more light on the iconic player that is the worm dennis rodman which was funny because i only referenced i only i already referenced him when jq was talking about his top five because it's number one i already knew it was going to be the worm so i was like dennis rodman but it was you know the gray one the gray worm. But, um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. But no, Dennis Rodman is definitely an icon, not just in basketball, but also in pop culture. Oh, because for sure. He was a um, a decent um, sports entertainer, and um, he was definitely um, a fashion icon as well. So shout out to Dennis Rodman. Don't even put Draymond's name next to him because it's not even worth it. Because Dennis Rodman really about that life and. Speaking of that, there was one, one time I was in a basketball camp, or it might have just been basketball when I was, you know, living my glory days as a freshman in high school before I quit. Um, what's it called? One when, when we were talking about a rebounding drill, uh, my coach was like, you know, y'all think that, that rebounding is useless and I don't see you guys putting that much effort, but there's this guy who was specifically paid millions of dollars just to get rebounds. That's it, just to get rebounds. And I was like, hey, I respect that. So shout out to Dennis Rahman for getting those rebounds on and off the court. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm interested to see because obviously at that time, and they talked about it last week, Jordan, you know, was the most polarizing, the most 
famous guy at the time, but you also had Rodman who made an, uh, his own headlines, right? And so I always wondered, like, what do his teammates think of him? Do they just kind of like not really pay attention to it? They just kind of just see him as the guy that's on the court with them or in the locker room or like, how, how does like, how does Jordan or Pippen react to this man marrying himself? You know, like, how, how do you, how do you react to that? I feel like I think in the end, to be in the NBA, you have to have a certain type of a personality. And like, if you can hoop, if you're out there doing your job on the court and not bringing, I guess, a ton of distractions to the team, then I think everyone's cool with it. I think if you get the job done, no one can say anything. All right. So like, it, it's just one of those things they don't even talk about it. Probably not. Probably not. Probably, you know, there's probably a lot of behind the scene things that all those people did. Ah, yeah, for sure. You know, they don't really care. Like, remember the story, like, back to the first few episodes when he was talking about... The cocaine circus? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan's rookie years, like... Hey, and respect to Jordan for, like, you know, seeing that, seeing what the culture's like, and then just still deciding to to do his own thing and, like, stay away from yeah, like, when respect, he was bro. when he was a rookie... On. That's when true, yeah. Yeah. When he won but, the when he won them titles, he he saw himself <laughs> turn into the teammates that he saw his right, right. He ended up joining the circus as well. But I mean, you know, like that's I I thought you know at least when you start off like that, especially with the expectations he had, like you know, good. good on him. Glad glad that he was above the influence, you know, or straight probably edge why. society type. That's probably why he's considered, you know, one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, man, and people always questioning his character, saying, oh, he ain't a philanthropist like LeBron, or opening up schools like LeBron, but it's like, I'm sure Jordan does a lot of things. We just, it just wasn't publicized because we don't have social media. And, you know, his... Yeah, but at the same time, he benefits both ways, because in the prime of his career, I'm pretty sure Jordan did a bunch of suspicious... Oh, yeah, oh. ...that people probably didn't know because the cameras I mean the cameras were on him 24-7 but the amount of cameras LeBron has in front of him literally probably quadruples him and his family too it's it's not just him well that's LeBron's fault too because he's trying to be a TikTok god that's one thing about (laughs) LeBron though I would say that he he's a he's a family man for sure he's always been good oh yeah for sure for sure his his people hey man Jordan Jordan brought his kids to Europe in in 98 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there and hey that that answers your question That's kyle jordan was a good father in 98 <laughs> when the cameras were rolling <laughs> he showed he showed up when he needed to um, yeah catch it on espn tonight 8 p.m <laughs> why do we always want to we're I, I think i think we should be getting some royalties from espn for, for plugging them <laughs> they don't care yeah, honestly, we're, we're, we're the least of their ways. Um, okay, so transitioning from, from that, we did a lot of sports talk today. We're, we're going to, we promised. A lot of sports talk, but I felt like it was all not substantial. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, honestly, if, if, you've, if you've survived about, I think we're close to an hour now. If you've survived up till now, you basically heard nothing. <laughs> nothing worth your while. Nothing. Um, also, it's all good because 
from now on, I'm going to do those timestamps when I true, true. Yeah. on Facebook, just so people could know. Because, I mean, I like the three timestamps, like on the three um, topics we Main talk topics. about are good, but we literally go talk about a bunch of random things that aren't Within even those part topics. of those topics that, yeah. you know, some things can just be clickbait. <laughs> yes because i mean we've been accused of that in the past so um, thank thank you for that um but yeah so we so we we promised in the, the last few episodes that we will talk a little bit about faith and um well here you go we're gonna give you about 10 15 minutes but um so for those who don't know if you do or if you don't depending on how well you may know us we're all part of the same originally from the same um youth community or just community yeah, community. Uh, Catholic community. There you go. We're from the same Catholic community. Sometimes it's hard to explain. Um, it's yeah. called MFC now. Uh, it had former names. Some, you know. some, some may call it just a uh, charismatic community. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> De- depending, depending on your perspective. <laughs> depending on your perspective. Um, so that that's actually how we all met. Right. At some point, we've all met through that, and um, yep. it's cool too because like I grew up in Houston. You all grew up in Dallas. Daryl grew up in Chicago, and yet, like, we still found ways through this community to become good friends. At least good enough friends to have a group chat and turn that group chat into a podcast. Because podcast. Um, it's, I, I honestly, like Kyle said, has said before, this is this is all we talk about in in our group chats. We just talk about random stuff, and uh, we it's like long conversations. But um, going back to the community, um. Again, it's a Catholic community and, you know, it's something that we all grew up in, starting with the kids all the way till now as um, working professionals in that age. Um, and so this has been a bit of our life. And it's not just the faith side, not just growing in our faith as Catholics, but also um, being able to develop relationships. And so that's what I want to talk about is more of the relational side because that's what brought us together. Technically, without MFC, this podcast doesn't happen. Um, so, like, how how would you guys uh, say that, like, your relationships, not just between us, but, like, just in general, how your relationships with, you know, friends you've made or even with your family, like, how that's been impacted through being in a community such as this? Man, I can't believe Jakey tricked us into giving a sharing on the Large Guys <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So this uh, is the well, household portion. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. we're doing the Discussion household groups. right now. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you're still here and you're listening at this mark, you might as well just leave. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, I guess I'll go because my – speaking of that, um, for me, I think even if I were – if I was um, an, an individual who uh, who chose to kind of throw – the community away or ignore it. I'm never going to get rid of it because my parents are going to, they're going to die being servants of God in the community. Well, in and out of the community. And I guess we, I mean, I guess that's one thing that it could, we could just start with is that um, for me, I think it's the community to me is just like a solid foundation and it doesn't, it does, and it doesn't end there. It's a, um, it's a good foundation to build upon a lot of things that can relate to life, not just faith. And so, um, a lot of my, 
a lot of the friends that I have that are super close to me. And basically, I don't even consider my closest friends as friends. I just consider them as family, even if we're not related by blood because of um, everything we've gone through um, in the community and outside of that. But the community has definitely um, helped me um, make friends when I was a kid, uh, when I was a teenager. And it always, um, I guess it's good. It's good to have um, not just our community in general, but just a community. It doesn't even matter if it's like faith related. Um, I think people in general should just be part of communities. And um, because you, that's just how I think life functions. Um, I've, I've read um, in this book by um, old Bishop Fulton Sheen, it's called this book, like Finding Happiness or something, that uh, no man is an island. And I always, that's like one of the quotes that I always try to live by, especially when I'm feeling um, like isolated or like angry or resentful and, and, what, and whatever it is. Um, sometimes I just, um, when you go through some struggles, you want to just be isolated and think that you know, you could go through this alone, which you can, and there are battles that people need to face on their own, but you, like, you could be alone, but still have, like, a support system, and still be part of something bigger than yourself, because that's what literally life is about. Life isn't just about, like, our individualities. It's about sharing um, to one another, and, you know, sharing love to people who don't know it, but the the community has definitely helped me with my relationships as far as like um friendships goes but also in how i deal things outside of life because like for example like there's like if you're at work and you know you go through things at work like maybe you have conflict with a coworker or something um the teachings of the community has helped me to like go about how to handle these conflicts and whatnot or if it's even worth my time to you know handle these conflicts because for me personally i think that you know since my relationships are established with the pe with the people that i hold close to my heart um there's less room for me to really care about people's opinion people like people's opinions who don't matter to me and I know a lot of people can easily be affected by that, not just, and, but I mean, with or without the community, I think I would have been able to handle that because um, when I was in the Philippines, I was part of a community also. And that was a community with my cousins. We were just always together. So I, I consider just my own family since I had so many cousins and um, un uncles and aunts that I felt like I was a part of a community anyways. But it's funny because the same feeling that I have when I'm around with my blood relatives, it could also be replicated when I'm with people um, that I met in the community. Like I don't really, like the people that I consider my close friends, like I consider them already as like blood family. Like it'd be kind of hard to to choose, you know, which side. If I were to choose a side on 
like who would you choose like your blood family or like your family that came that you knew in the community i it, it would be like that's like picking my mom or dad like there's really no one choice it's going to be both options so it's um the community has really helped me in a lot of things not even just faith wise as far as like uh, fashion culture um songs sports like it's influenced me uh dance and so list goes on and on so i can't really um even if i were one to like disregard the community or shake it off i feel like a lot of my identities were found you know while i was in there and through the people that i met in the community and so that's my sharing <laughs> yeah and speaking of uh kyle's dance influence you can catch him on youtube um d-town swag or oh, ish no. dancers or ish dancers say part one and two <laughs> you know i was I, I was actually thinking that um less about lucky <laughs> no <laughs> but um we we should have like a dance episode but it wouldn't be a podcast it'd just be like the large guys podcast but you have to watch it on youtube oh it's just us dancing yeah <laughs> or from now on when we do our introductions we walk like wrestling like wrestlers <laughs> like their music i was going to do that today because i was listening to um shinsuke nakamura's entrance <laughs> i don't know because wwe on fox has that little bracket going on and who has the uh, yeah, 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 yeah we, yeah, we should have covered that who has the best WWE next time, next time. <laughs> we can do it next week yeah but um someone else could go <laughs> yeah i guess just uh, to touch up on that not taking too much of y'all's time uh the biggest thing that i've learned from community obviously is the relationships that we all we've all built whether it's um because we were forced to because we just spent that much time with each other um but i think it's it's kind of hard not to form um these two relationships throughout the years especially when um, you spend most of your childhood or just you spend a lot of time together and uh you know you're creating experiences and memories that you know at least for the most of us um had such a significant like meaning now or at that point in time and so <clears throat> it's kind of hard to like forget about those things you 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 kind of create a bond through all of that and I could say, like, a lot of my close friends, you know, probably shared, like, at least one or two experiences in them that's, you know, pretty significant to me. So, yeah. Just nice. a little, little flavor. Yeah, and I, I, I'd agree because, like, definitely, with, actually, with what both of y'all said, because, like, we, we've all been influenced in a very positive way. Um, but, and it's not just it's keeping each other accountable for like stuff like faith and, and, um, you know, walking by faith, but also like even stuff not related to that, even stuff just as like a human being. And so it's, it's not just like we're in the same Catholic community, but we're like Kyle said, like we're, you know, basically family. Like it's, it's not just bonding over our beliefs, but bonding over and connecting in like so many different ways personally and um i think it's cool because it, it extends even further beyond you know being in in the community beyond going to meetings together because like you know we we see each other often 
like just just cause just to hang out or you know whatever families become close and like even people who you know maybe aren't active anymore in the community like there's still a lot of those people that you know are still very close friends so um it's great that like it it's not just boxed in um you know our relationships and our friendships whatever it is aren't boxed in and like only only present when we're in like meetings and stuff like that together but it's it's something that extends into like all parts of our lives you know maybe people go to school together or work together but like either way like we we find ways to always just like continue to spend time with each other just on our own yeah for sure because sometimes when my mom when my mother gets on to me like when's the last household you went to i'm like doesn't matter the people that go to that household those are the same people that i watch basketball games with on the regular yeah. <laughs> i mean it's just we talk about basketball and not god but nah we should we should still talk about god i guess but um <laughs> no it's, yeah. it's just funny literally because we see each other probably like before quarantine happened we'd see each other often well yeah. if well not just that that if I do see people, it's probably going to be like some of y'all because I don't really, um, exactly. you know, we, go out to begin we, with. We but... hang out, so that's mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just funny because when I look at any type of social media, there's always people looking for validation. Like whether it's through likes, oh comments, <laughs> views, we here we go, here or we anything go. like that, because I don't know. I guess they just need to feel validated. And I, my mother talks to me about this all the time because she um, says, or when she just you know listens to the things I say or things I do, she's just worried. Like, what are your friends gonna think about you when you do those <laughs> things? And I'm like, first of all. <laughs> I already know that my friends talk mess behind my back because, I mean, I would do too if I wasn't me. And plus, I'd be talking mess about people anyways to begin with. But I already know that people are talking about me behind your back, like behind their back. And if the, ch like, it's so funny because I'm so prideful that I think that people are actually talking about me <laughs> behind my back, which is like, if you think about how like self-centered that, comment is it's it's so funny okay so let's just say there are people talking to me behind their back i don't care because it's not in front of my face <laughs> like you can say all these things but if i'm not hearing it it doesn't matter to me like i honestly could care less and also second point is that uh, what i tell my mother is that my friends they're gonna probably say these things about me but they're my friends for this long for a certain reason like if they already hated me or really, really hated me, we wouldn't really be friends at all right now. So, I mean, there's, there's nothing to be, to be said, like in general too. So like another example, like if you and JQ like decided to eat together for lunch and I wasn't invited and I see it, I'm not going to trip because I'm like, I get it. There's times where you just want to spend time with just one friend and sometimes another friend just ain't popping. And for me, I'm going to be like, man that sucks they're terrible as friends because they're doing that for me i don't care because i'm already 
like with the types of friendships I have, there's no competition needed for me because I'm already established on how I perceive them and how yeah. I feel that they perceive me. And so that there's no, um, what's it called? There's really no like battle that I'm trying to win. It's like what I've been, I've been watching uh, this anime, Hunter Hunter. Shout outs to, uh, shout outs Gone, shout outs Kalua, shout outs Hisoka, shout outs to everybody. But um, Kalua, like he always just, he's always like so like, um, like so harsh. So he'd be, he'd be telling people, hey, um, he's saying thanks. He says thank you once. And after that, once you become friends, he's like, I'm never going to say thanks again because friends don't say thank you to one another. I mean, that's not really the message I'm sending that you shouldn't <laughs> say thank you. But the, the meaning of that is like, you already know that the love is there. So they, they ain't really no need to like keep expressing it all over and over again because you already know how y'all are established. So like, like being in the community and building friends, like because the friends that I have now, like they're pr probably either I met them through school or it's the community. Like I'm not one to really, um, I guess, I mean, I'm different. Like my mind like operates differently because, you know, of all the experience I've had in my life. And like when I was a youth in the community, um, I was so like um, social. Yeah, so social and now such like an outrovert because, you know, that's what people in youth group do. But then I was like so exposed to that, that like, like right now, like me, like I hate going out. I don't like being in crowds. I just want to be at home chilling. And if I am with my friends, they better come to my house because I'm not coming anywhere else. True. Um, it's true. And so that's just, I guess, how like, you know, I grew because even it's it's different. Because even when I was an RA, a job that I got because of the skills I um, obtained in the community, like being an RA is basically like being a household leader, except you're with, the, with your members like 24-7. And so like the community taught me how to, you know, to how to work with many people of different backgrounds and different groups. And, you know, and same with public speaking. People hate public speaking. It's like the most... Um, feared by Americans. It's like number one's public speaking, then it's death. They'd rather die before public speaking. But for me, put me in front of a crowd and a mic, I'm gonna talk forever, as you can tell by all the podcasts. Like I talk uh, 70 percent of the time. I told y'all I'm the host. Y'all just don't believe me. But uh, no, but you know, being in the community helps you realize that these are like there are there are things to look for and quality and real friendships and also being in the community also makes you realize that not everyone in the community has to be your friend or your buddy like it's that's just life True like yeah. it's it, it's um it's ideal and you know everyone is friendly to one another but you can't be like just because you're in the same community doesn't mean that y'all are going to kick it off as boys or girls you know outside of that you know that's you know some things just have to fall organically and um and i think that's how my friendships work but it, it also helped that you know being in the community with the same um beliefs and you know likes then you know you're gonna um mesh well better but you know not everybody has to be your friend no matter uh what community you're in because yeah, that's life like you can't just you, not everyone's gonna like you and you're not gonna like everybody back and i think people just need to realize that and and the thing i was going like with the main point of this is that when you have people 
that you truly value, that you truly value and they, they perceive you as someone they love, then those are the things that you should only look for. You shouldn't look for validation anywhere else because you're looking for love and support from people that don't know you or probably don't even care for you. So for me, for my squad, like those are the people, my family, my loved ones, the people close to me, those are the only opinions that matter to me. And anyone else, y'all could, if you are talking about me and I don't care about you, that's a dub for me because I don't care about you and you're talking about me. So, yes, sir. I mean, that's just how I view things and not, not everyone's like that. But that's just my perspective on, you know, how it is and like why um, and how the community has provided these types of friendships for me. Because I'm friends with people right now who I did meet in the community, but they haven't been active in the community in God knows how many years. You know what I mean? And so um, the community was basically like a, a great vessel that, you know, helped me encounter these great individuals that, you know, that gave me a start, you know, that, that planted that seed that bloomed into be um, great friendships. So, I mean, I'm always, I'm always going to be part of, you know, the community that I was raised in, no matter like how many times they changed their name. So. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I agree. And obviously there's a lot we can talk about related to just our experiences in the community. Like I'm sure this, this is going to come up, you know. Yeah, this could few, go on for another two hours. Yeah, for sure. Like, we, we could we could dedicate multiple episodes because, like, there's there's so much to talk about, right? Like, different places that we've, you know, even gone on missions to. I know you guys have done, like, Oklahoma a few times. I'm sure there's a lot to talk about that or, like, you know. Um, Not much. I guess, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Or, like, I mean, shoot, I we could talk about – I think the only conference where the three of us served together was 2014. Good times. Like, you know, there's so much we could talk about with that or just any of the, you know, any conference that you've served or any, any experience serving any event, you know, like there's, there's so much we could talk about and I'm sure it'll happen at some point. You could Um, talk about all the friends that you had when you were 12 and name those people off and then name the ones that you aren't friends with anymore. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That's true too. I mean, shoot, there's a, a anyway. So, um, pal, did you want to add anything to what Kyle said? I, yeah, I think, um, just a small thing to add. It's important to, to acknowledge and realize who you have as friends now and as families, loved ones. I think at this age, at this point in life, the people that we have in our lives, I think they're there for a reason. So don't even question why they're there and don't look for validation elsewhere and just really like appreciate who you have and the people that have been there for you. So I think that's, that's really important. And so during quarantine times, uh, very thankful for, you know, the, the friends that we have. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think obviously we live in a very different time. The whole idea of validation is different from, from when we grew up because the whole idea of like even going viral, didn't really exist, at least in, in the way that it does now. Like, it's it's a lot easier to go viral. People can be relevant for five minutes and then fade back into to nothing after that. But people are, some people are literally just, you know, tweeting or Instagramming or making TikToks just for those five minutes. And if, even if they can capture it once, 
you know, it's, it's that's good enough for some people. Um, I think it's a different time. Uh, like, I, I just feel like our, like for us, like we didn't grow up maybe with that mindset. And obviously that's why it's, at least for me personally, it's, it's hard for me to even like understand that idea. Yeah. Um, and or, I mean, or we could, some we could talk about that for days too, like the whole, you know. Yeah, and I think also, um, well, it's not just that. It's also like a uh, psychology thing on like how well like you know yourself too because we yeah. could say all these things, but, you know, some people don't share those beliefs or feelings. Right, And right. so, and we only speak on, you know, we, I, I speak, um, this way about my friends because of, um, you know, my, my experiences, you know, there's people out there who, who's never experienced loyalty or love. So it's hard for them to grasp that concept that, you know, a community is good. And so, yeah, it's kind of tough, but you know, with the whole validation thing, um, ultimately you yourself, it starts in you. You have to believe in yourself first. Nice. If you don't believe in yourself first, how are you going to expect everybody else to believe in you? Right. But that could, but that could also be a downfall because for someone like me who really, really <laughs> believes in themselves, sometimes believing in yourself is a little too dangerous because with the whole validation thing, like you say that it's so easy to be viral. I've been trying to go viral for 10 years now and none of my, and only three of my tweets saw more than 200 retweets and likes. So I don't know what's so easy about it, but God, just give me one time. Let me go viral. 50K, 50K, 50K retweets, 200K likes. Come on, that's all I'm asking for. Please, please, let me just go viral once just so I could shut down my Twitter. Like I'm one, like I'm looking at all my tweets and I'm like, how does this not get a million retweets each time? I don't get it. And then there's somebody with the same tweet as mine that gets, I don't see, life's not fair. So once you realize that life's not fair and the world is cruel, you, you just got to start believing in yourself and that's all the power you need. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to isolate, I'm going to isolate that clip. No! <laughs> Jakey go, time... goes viral for that clip. <laughs> Kyle does it. Yeah, no credit to Kyle. Um, but yeah, so that, that that was a good talk. Obviously, we uh, we're definitely over an hour, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's we're actually been like we're at fifty minutes. Hours. We're at fifty minutes at the hour thirty mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that was that was a really good conversation. Again, I'm sure we will continue that. And the reason why, I guess, for a little back background, the reason why you know I brought this in, it's kind of a prelude to. Something I do want to start doing soon and um, just kind of setting up interviews with other people around the community that we're in just to kind of get their perspective on things um, similar to what we talked about or, you know, other things. Um, I'm not sure exactly what, you know, if we're going to call it a different segment or whatnot, but the main thing is just, you know, we're going to get people from present, past, whatever, like people that have been in the community are in it now, whatever, and just, you know, just to hear their story about like, you know, their experiences of what they're doing inside the community and then how that translates to outside um, because there are a lot of people that have like Kyle said you know like gaining the skills of being able to interact with people or public speaking like that's happened with a lot of people um, and so just to hear that is really cool and 
And it's just good to know, especially for the people who have come before us, you know, if you're a younger listener or even people like our age, there's always somebody that's come before you that's laid down the, the groundwork. And it's, it's sometimes, you know, you're able to appreciate what you have now whenever you get a chance to hear about the work that was put in so that you could get to this point. So yeah, so that, that wraps it show. up. That'll, that'll wrap up our show. You guys, last minute, anything you want to plug, anything you want to say before we go? Now, once again, thanks um, for listening to the Large Guys podcast hosted by me, Kyle Esteban. Um, don't forget to subscribe and to uh, share the videos. And if you're listening up to this point, I hope you're doing something else besides just listening to me. <laughs> Stay clean, yes. wash your hands, be safe. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, like Kyle said, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Pods. Leave us a review. Um, reviews some kind of rating just listen to us man and and you know if you like what you're hearing if you've made it this far or if you skipped through different timestamps and you liked what you heard um tell a friend because if you think if you think it's trash let us know come on yeah that too because i mean you know if you listen to this <laughs> and tell us that it's trash just know that we've already won by you listening to it <laughs> that's true that's that's 100 percent true so yeah thank you guys again for listening uh, if you stuck with it the whole way or just skipped around. Regardless, you gave us a view. That's all that matters. Um, but till next time, we'll see you guys later. Peace out, ladies. Peace out. God bless, everybody. <laughs>